welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. As always, this is Thor, and I am here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some convention news to kick things off here on episode 42 of our gaming news podcast. So uh, Konami has officially pulled out of E3 for 2021. So um, they've said in an official statement via Twitter, quote, due to timing, we will not be ready to present at E3 this year. We want to reassure our fans we are in deep development on a number of key projects. So please stay tuned for more updates in the coming months. While we're not participating this year, we have some we have great respect for the ESA and know that 2021 will be a great success. We will continue to support the ESA and wish the best to all participants at this year's show. End quote. <clears throat> so um, this there had been some rumors surrounding this. Um, and, you know, we were hopeful to hear a little bit, especially because there's been whisperings of um, some new games, including a Metal Gear Solid remake. Um, but we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to hear what's going on with Konami. Well, kind of a shame because E3 was really the big uh, exposure Japanese developers and publishers had in the U.S. Um, just because... Tokyo Game Show is kind of at an odd time being in the middle of the night for American audiences. So, yeah. And then it uh, looks like E3 2021 has confirmed uh, Sega, Bandai Namco, Exceed Games, and more, though. Yep. So, going right back to <laughs> E3 being Japanese developers' big exposure on what they're working on coming uh, to the west those are just some of them um we also have marvelous gearbox entertainment verizon uh, freedom games dvsi entertainment turtle beach binge.com just to name a few a few others that have been confirmed to be at e3 2021 well hopefully it won't be a total flop um i still say e3 is kind of dying but it's um i mean i'm, I'm still hoping to get some good news out of it this year Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some exciting things. I mean, you, you still have what? Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Take-Two, Warner Bros., Akash uh, Media. Big, big U.S. devs still there. Um, and it, it is June 12th to 15th, typical E3 time, middle of summer. So they get the most eyes on it from anyone on vacation, you know, kids out of school. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let's see. So uh, on this, a little bit of Microsoft Xbox news, uh, Microsoft's new PC revenue share makes things weird. Yep. So in light of Steam uh, being hit with a class, with not, not even a class action suit, just a suit from a person wanting the 30% uh, <laughs> revenue that they receive cuts, as well as being able to sell, you know, Steam keys okay. elsewhere rather than just sell their own game on their own website. Microsoft just said, screw it and cut their uh, PC store revenue to 12%. Um, however, their console <laughs> revenue share is still 30%. So who quite knows how this will work? Um, especially considering a lot of games have cross buy. So if you buy your cross buy game on PC, the developer gets more of that cut. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it seems really, really weird and seems like something where if it's. It's going to have to be cut on the other store. Yeah. And we'll get it. Really Pat, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, get out of here. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing cat things. Come on. Cat things can fuck off for the next hour. Jesus. <laughs> it's so funny because my cat's fucking around too. I just keep muting my mic. <laughs> I've been yelling at my cat like three times this whole time. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. But I'm I had like a, a half full Powerade bottle just sitting on my bed and I just turn over because I see something moving out of the corner of my eye. My cat just walks over to it. 
just fucking swats it over. It has an entire kingside bed to fucking walk around it. Like fucking six and a six and a half feet of room to walk around on. It's like fuck this bottle. Just knocks it off into my poor guitar. Oh no, fuck. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. My cat always goes nuts when I'm on the computer, and especially if I'm uh, streaming or doing anything, talking at the computer, she gets crazy over it for some reason. Like, fuck you, pay attention to me right now. And then when you do, she's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> so Xbox expected uh, Breath of the Wild 2 to launch last year. Now, this kind of actually ties into a uh, <laughs> something we're going to be covering a little later with the Epic Apple, with the Epic and Apple lawsuit. <laughs> um, so for some reason... Other other developers and publishers have all of their stuff coming into light in this lawsuit. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> turns out Microsoft does a whole bunch of internal reviews and their own speculation on when games are going to launch. And Microsoft honestly thought that Breath of the Wild would have launched last year already. So <laughs> not only that, uh, it turns out they reviewed The Last of Us 2 and said it was great. Nice. So, who knows? Um, this this article is just a little out of order. Not much more to run into it on that until we get there. <laughs> so, um, and AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution may be finalized, but won't be compatible with all games. Yep, the FX is AMD's version of um, NVIDIA DLSS. Mm-hmm. Uh, DLSS is compatible everything except it seems Fidelity FX will not be compatible with everything um, at least maybe not at launch hopefully that's something that they can work into but as a user of DLSS when it's available it is fantastic it uses like AI learning and stuff to know when to load stuff in know when to downscale it know when to upscale it it's nice. amazing it like has an initial like little graphical lag and then done gone forever and your game runs perfectly so AMD having their own version of this is really, really cool. It's just not really, really cool that it's not going to be available with everything immediately yeah. or maybe even ever, depending on the issue with it. Oof. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can get that update. Let's see. <laughs> so the next one, um, Doc is personally guaranteeing that NetherRealm is working on a Marvel fighter game. Wow. Wow, that is a promise. I did not guarantee that. What are you talking about? That is just just a rumor. Because you underlined, you're like, this is just a rumor. I had to. I had to do it. No, I knew you'd get super hype about it. (laughs) This is is definitely a rumor. The rumor mill is churning. We're guaranteeing nothing. But yeah, (laughs) the realm working on a uh, Marvel fighting game, supposedly. Yeah, and uh, I saw an update. I didn't pull it up, but I guess uh, Boone from the uh, NetherRealm Studios uh, tweeted something about um, what's his name who did uh, excuse me, but Marvel and DC mm. um with uh, the like the looking eyes emoji, so a lot of people are speculating that's him. You know, dropping hints that he's uh, about to join that. That's that, not uh, as strong as I was hoping for. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I get it, but like, um, I was hoping like for leaks or something. Uh, but still, I, and there's they they've been known to in the past, uh-huh. or if I'm not mistaken. Marvel vs. DC with NetherRealm doing it. Just blood and guts and gore everywhere. Right? I mean, well, I mean, they've worked, NetherRealm's worked with Marvel to make games before, right? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of either. Um, right. What am I thinking of then? Probably Capcom. Or SNK. Oh, man. I'm thinking of some sort of crossover. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there was a um, 
Oh, I'm mixing up. There was the Mortal Kombat versus DC. Versus DC. Yeah. And then yeah. at the same time, there was a Marvel versus something else, too. And I think I just. Capcom? Yeah. Probably yeah. Capcom. I, I, and they both released around the same time. So I think I just flipped them around in my in my dumb, uh, drunk brain. Marvel vs. Capcom is a really long-running series, so... <laughs> well, but one, one of the entries dropped at the same time as uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. And I got them both at the same time, so I, I think I flipped them around in my brain. It happens. So, yes, just a joke, though. This is a rumor. We're not guaranteeing anything. But we or are I'll hoping for... It. I'm hoping for, anyways. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, let's dig into this big juicy bit. Uh, Epic buys <laughs> Art Station drops asset marketplace fee to twelve percent. Yep. So Art Station is a website and utility where develop game developers, publishers, people working on animated projects can go and find pieces of art that they might need and are able to purchase it directly from the uh the artists themselves or the creator or whatever um so this could be like sound sound bits uh music pieces background models backdrops etc etc um well epic has bought artstation uh officially now and they have lowered the marketplace fee to 12 percent from what it was previously so this is good news for anyone to be working on their own game or anything or just sort of like some animated movie for a project or whatever and they need to purchase something um hopefully this means that the overall price will go down just to kind of signify the 30 percent to 12 percent um this is also matching their game store cut which is 30 percent, which is a 12 percent as well so this means more money to the uh artists themselves uh using art station to help facilitate other people with their projects mm. okay also it kind of looked bad in their current lawsuit with apple if they kept something over 12 <clears throat> yeah and that one, I moved that up because I forgot to move that up in the Discord version. But um, that's the next thing we have is the uh, in our epic versus or ep epic, yeah, in our epic versus app, <clears throat> epic versus Apple ordeal. Um, a court accidentally opens epic versus Apple dial line to to all speakers. This and I quote, I would suck all of you for Fortnite to be back on mobile. That was actually <laughs> said in a U.S. court of law. Um, but getting, I guess, technically slightly more serious, the U.S. court system apparently does not understand how secretive companies want to be about their own strategies when they're directly competing with other companies in the same field. I don't know how they haven't figured this out, but apparently... <laughs> the video game industry is way more secretive than every other industry for some reason, somehow. Um, that's where that little bit of news for Microsoft uh, talking about uh, trying to figure out when Breath of the Wild 2 would launch so they could, you know, use their own counter strategy for games that they want to launch and try to bring market share back to them. Um, it's how they also reveal that they did an internal review of The Last of Us 2, which then they also said, yeah, we do an internal review of every other major game anyways. Uh, just a whole bunch of random stuff from a whole bunch of different developers being pulled out in this little hissy fit that Epic's throwing against Apple. Hmm. Um once again, more documents were were leaked. Uh, this is also why Sony takes a larger cut. Part of the reason why Sony takes a larger cut from Epic as well. This stuff was that information was released um, initially. Uh, Tim Sweeney of Epic pretty much prostrating to Sony and begging for them to allow crossplay on their console <laughs> for Fortnite. Um, that really led to the extra thing. But then, then again, Sony also has invested now officially $1 billion into Epic. So who knows? Uh, this yeah. is a giant fucking mess. The court systems were not designed for so many companies being involved in something of this magnitude where they just match each other price because that's what you do. Yeah. And this has been ongoing for what? Almost a year now, too. Well, the court, the, the officially, uh, in session now so 
now it's getting extra fun. Like this, the, everything prior is still just a dispute, which uh, Apple and Epic were given the opportunity to settle this out of court. Apple being like, nah, just come back, just deal with the thirty percent. We'll be good, fam. And Epic being like, no, I want to, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. <laughs> so that's getting juicy. Mm-hmm. Nice. So our first Battlefield Six screens may have leaked. Yep. Now there's uh, not really much aside from a couple screenshots, which you'll be able to find them easily if you do a quick Google search. Um, and then recently more might have been leaked from the revealed trailers. So you'll also be able to find those if you do a quick search. But this is all pretty much leading towards an eventual reveal. I'm sure we'll see happen around E3 or maybe an Electronic Arts only sort of convention. But uh these are the, this is the first bit of information for Battlefield 6 since EA decided to give DICE a break from having to push out a game every single year, which really helps with the quality of the games, especially something like a shooter like Battlefield, um, especially with the quality dropping as it has from 4 to Battlefield 1 to Battlefield 5. <laughs> Battlefield, Battlefield 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield, wait, was it Battlefield, Battlefield, Battlefield 2, <laughs> Battlefield 2142, Battlefield 1943, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 3 Vice, I think, Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, and now Battlefield 6. So that's our timeline of Battlefield games. Chronological order based on release. <laughs> Yes, right. it's the Xbox gaming convention. Yeah. Love it. So, um, yeah, it's actual news on Battlefield 6. You're not really going to make me say this after I've been drinking, are you, Sasquatch? You want, you want me to, do you want yeah, me to say this? Yeah, yeah I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, Kaichi Okabe is composing uh, Yoko Taro's new game. That. <laughs> <laughs> um and this is this is Yokotaro's uh mysterious new game which he apparently doesn't know how to talk about or release for but everyone inside Square Enix uh thanks to uh, uh <laughs> thanks to Saito talking about how it'll be fine. Um but yes, he is returning to he is returning to compose more music for Yokotaro and uh, uh Saito Yosuke. Um He's not only the composer, but he's also the music director and arranger. So he is uh, doing a lot of the work on this, which is a, his own music production studio. They do a lot of stuff for various different media pieces. Um, he's also the primary. He was also the primary composer for the uh, Drake Guard series, which was Yukotaro's first foray into weird ass games. So. Um, if he's going to be working with Yotaro on his newer, on his new other games coming out in near in the near franchise or related to near, however, I'll see. But yeah, Sometime in um, the near future. Yeah, uh, Okabe <laughs> did say Okabe did say that he likes the game and he wants people to play it. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I look forward to anything that he puts out there. So. Yeah, uh, it'll have great music again, though. So, I mean, the music's always something to look forward to in a Tyro yeah. game. So. so here's something I'm super fucking stoked on. Um, Sony invests in Discord and wait for it. Full integration coming to PS5 and PS4 next year. This is Are something you that I've me? been screaming about for at least two years now. Wanting to be able to... Uh, ever since I started playing, people started like adapting to using Discord mostly for chatting on Call of Duty. It's been driving me nuts. And I'm like, I want to be able to be on Discord chat, but still have the game sounds coming through my fucking headset. And I've always bitched that I want PlayStation to just integrate Discord into PlayStation so I can be on Discord. And yeah, that's officially what they're doing, which I was kind of crossing my fingers for when they ended um they announced the end of communities um, i was hoping that maybe this would lead to integrating something like discord and sure enough here we are discord integration by next year are you telling go. me you don't want to use skype and zoom like the xbox <laughs> users have to well 
That sucks for them. <laughs> I'm sure in due time it'll be available on Microsoft consoles. Um, this is probably just yeah. the first partnership because it benefits it benefits Discord being their own company, uh, not being owned by Microsoft or Sony, and just being their own public company exactly. to be on as many platforms as possible. So. Damn. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons I wanted them because when people talk about, oh, well, maybe this place will buy them or that place, I wanted them to be independent, not only so I could buy Discord stock, but because this this kind of outcome, they could then put it in the most places possible. They wouldn't be bound anywhere. And that's all that's for a communication software. That's what you want. So I'm fucking yeah. stoked. I can't wait to get Discord on my PlayStation. So Sony has also uh, set a patent for a help system that connects struggling players with quote-unquote experts. Uh, yeah, so this this is just kind of in the line with their weird patents they've been recently filing like the ai that'll learn how to play for you in certain parts i feel like these are all connected um, somehow too you know probably if there's no expert they'll just give you an ai i don't know take over the world one ps5 at a time I, you know all four of them in existence <clears throat> but uh according to patent scope who usually <laughs> a website that just scours patents for anything that seems interesting um <laughs> This is a quote, a user may reach a point in a video game that is seemingly impossible to navigate through or solve, um, resulting in the player quitting the game because the user can find no way to advance. So what this system Sony is patenting would hope to do is rather than have them quit, put down the game, sell it back, uh, you know, they want you to finish their games and stuff. This would allow an expert player to assist a struggling player and to support them through challenging sections of a video game. Interesting. Um, so I'm not entirely sure if it's just there'll just be like an option that'll be allowed within games or like a quick menu item from on the PlayStation UI itself. Uh, the idea is a friend. Who knows? Um, but it is a. Uh, it is kind of an interesting idea, at least so definitely a unique one we've seen from all these patents rather than just having an AI that plays games for you. Yeah. So continuing on with Sony, and that's kind of the big chunk of what we've got this week is Sony and PlayStation news. Um, Sony has trademarked a former Xbox exclusive Sunset Overdrive. Uh, yes. So this was a exclusive years and years ago. I think an Xbox One launch title. Um, it was a, it was a shooter, kind of a colorful. It was a really weird game um, dealing with zombies and shit. It looked like it was like knockoff Fortnite this is my best <laughs> description for it <laughs> i don't know how else to do it um but yeah for some reason sony has filed a trademark for this now um now this might be because insomniac is working so so close with uh sony now and they're so close they <laughs> They've been acquired by SIE, so they're officially a so they're officially a Sony uh, first party developer at this point. Um, so it doesn't really say you're going to get this game on a PlayStation console. It just makes sense that Sony would file a trademark for a game that technically they own. Yeah. And then on that theme of PlayStation, Nike is releasing a PS5, uh, releasing PS5 themed sneakers. And there's not more much more to this than the headline uh, gives us. But yeah, if you're into uh, collecting shoes or doing any of that stuff, there's you can get yourself some PS5 sneakers from Nike. So. Yay! Uh, cool. I don't know. I I <laughs> I thought it was kind of neat. I guess I just noticed it. And thought I'd at least uh, mention it in there for anyone interested. Um, something a little bit Sneakerheads more. who uh, might be interested in those. I know. I've got one friend who like collects a lot of uh, shoes and Nikes and like Air Jordans and stuff like that. But I don't know if uh, the PS5 ones would pique his interest. So. <laughs> So on a little bit more interesting side, if rumors, again, rumors, are true, 
Insomniac Games is really becoming Sony's premier studio. Um, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but this is just kind of getting reinforced more and more and more. Um, with more content coming out and more things that we've seen with connections in Ratchet and Clank coming through their, ex- <clears throat> their exclusivity, especially. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of expected them to lean into this, especially with their, their studios kind of going out. And um, I, I think leaning on, on what would I guess be a second party studio makes sense for them. Yeah. Yeah. You get all the benefits of, having a major publisher behind you, but you get more exposure to where your games are released and you maintain control of what you're developing and uh, artistic oversight of it as well. And people overlook it a lot, but but being a second party developer has a lot of benefits and there's a lot of security in it. Game Freak, I'm sure, can attest to that pretty assuredly. But I mean, they're really like a 1.5 party developer. Yeah, well... I mean, I, uh, who, Game Freak? Yeah, they're given full constructive rights of their Pokemon games, but their Pokemon games and everything they develop are probably for the foreseeable future of Infinitely only available on Nintendo consoles. Well, that's pretty much what a second party is, is that it's they make games exclusively for them, but with their own artistic freedom. Um, essentially, Game Freak is the best example I can think of for a, a second party. They're really, really. I don't know. We have uh, we now have Sony's uh, Santa Monica Studios releasing their oh, yeah. games on Xbox. Yeah, that's true. So and um, I don't know. I. The less exclusivity we see, I think the more the markets are going to um, flourish anyways. So. Right, right. But I think we – and we'll, we'll touch on this. I'm sure Doc and I both have some things to say when we get down to the Final Fantasy VII stuff. But we, we need to see less of this hard exclusivity and at least some more branching into PC. You know what I mean? Because that's pretty big common ground. I can see PlayStation and Xbox fighting. They can do that all day they want. But – but PC ought to be wrapped in because usually people aren't aren't oh, Xbox or PC or um, or PlayStation. It's generally console or PC, and then if they're on the console side, they the the war branches off from there. You know what I mean? But generally, it's I don't know. It, we'll get into it on the Final Fantasy VII remake. There there needs to be some some discussion there, but. Mm-hmm. So, a classic PS2 action RPG, Baldur's Gate <coughs> Dark Alliance, has been re-released on PS4. I thought you'd find this interesting, Sasquatch, because I know this was one that you liked a lot, um, if I recall correctly. I did like the old uh, Baldur's Gate games, yeah. Uh, especially Dark Alliance, and we do have the uh, reboot of the franchise coming up soon with just straight-up normal Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Um, I really wish this was released on PC and not just consoles, but I guess and, fuck us other people. And that's why I kind of skipped down to this one again. I'm like, it's just like, yeah, but but hey, it's on uh, PlayStation. So if you get one, it's going to be, I'm sure it'll be on there. It's it's $30, though, which is a little steep, for, I think, for just a, a, really just a port. But Hey, though, one, uh, one aspect to sell it on the uh consoles it is intended to be a four-player couch co-op game yeah that's true that is right but you can just do co-op online now online co-op wasn't really that big of a thing back at its release true plus now you can sell three extra copies for people to co-op see they're just missing out on this shit right now and i mean also though not, not only do you have things like a steam machine, but it's not that hard just to get your your monitor to, to work on, to throw throw your monitor onto your TV and, and still do it with PC games these days. Anyways, that's a little more to do. Um, that's one of the reasons I like a console because I don't want to go through all that extra effort. But if it's something you're doing every now and then because your buddies come over once a month, you know what I mean? Then then it's a little different. So um, but that is something to keep in mind, I guess. I just uh and this since it's a p it's not like this was and correct me if i'm wrong this wasn't originally or was was this originally out on pc when it first launched i don't remember dark alliance no no so yeah so it's always it's always been a console game a console exclusive 
yeah, it's it was a it was a it's a really old PS2 game. Yeah, I remember it for PS2, but I couldn't remember if there was a PC version or not. I guess that was before the days of of that being the norm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, a PS5 redesign to manufacture in 2022 uh, will likely only um, be internals, and this is a reaction to the shortage that we've been seeing. A lot of the PS5 stock shortage is due to the ongoing semiconductor shortage. Um, and that's unlikely to resolve anytime soon. So Sony is kind of saying that their solution to this is going to try and re-engineer and redesign some of the internals to where I guess they're not as reliant on these semiconductors. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about hardware to try and figure out <clears throat> how that would work, but. So hopefully in 2022, we can get PlayStation 5s. I mean, they they may have predicted the future in uh, which which movie was it where they were five years oh, in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Thor That's was playing, again. playing PS4. It, yep. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> So here's the big fun bit on PlayStation this week. Ready? So class action lawsuit has claimed that Sony has a monopoly on PS Store games. Now this sounds familiar. Who else has a monopoly on digital games? Someone else does, right? So a few years ago... um... Sony stopped selling keys on other platforms to their uh, PlayStation store. Um, they did continue selling, you know, wallet cash cards. Uh, you can still buy in-game currencies outside of the store as well for games that, that have it like Call of Duty points, FIFA points, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, but a developer has come forth with a class action lawsuit, hoping to get other people into it. <laughs> saying that uh, and I quote this is from the lawsuit itself Sony's monopoly allows it to charge super competitive prices for digital PlayStation games which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games um, it also says that for in some cases they can be paying up to an extra 175% more than a physical game to download it um, I don't know exactly where those numbers get. Uh, I mean, games constantly go on sale on the PlayStation Network, just like any other digital marketplace like Steam or the Epic Game Store or know, <laughs> fuck I, even I app buy, stores. I buy a lot of games on PSN and I buy a lot of games at GameStop and I call straight up bullshit on the statement of they're like exorbitantly <clears throat> more expensive on the PSN store. I call bullshit. I buy enough games physically and digitally to just know that's not true. Oh my god, if you want exorbitantly more digital prices than physical counterparts, the fucking Nintendo eShop, yo. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Nintendo for a minute if we're going to talk about that. Like, at Full least on the PSN like store, they drop games. prices after a few years. Yeah. Good lord. But, yes, yeah, so... Uh, following in the footsteps of people being upset they can't sell their own game on Steam via other means to not have to give Valve a cut of the profits for Valve to have to pay all of the back end costs to host the game. Yeah, we got this with Sony now <laughs> against going against Sony. So, yeah. and next week, tune in next week for Xbox getting sued for, <laughs> for I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> so, near reincarnation localization has been completed. Yep. Um, so, reincarnation is technically the third game in the near series. Um, it is a mobile turn based game, however. Um, so, you get all of your normal mobile gacha bullshit in it, uh, random end game content. But, um, the global localization, generally meaning English, has been finished, and now it's awaiting release in 
the west side um the west side the western the western <laughs> world so this will west primarily side. be for north america and europe um doc is specifically on the west side so you're <laughs> also going to be getting this buddy holler <laughs> um <clears throat> So, so far, uh, it's had 5 million downloads since its Japanese launch, which is pretty good for a mobile game, especially something like Nier. And in such a small audience, such as Japan, where, you know, it was a huge, huge success when Automata hit 5 million sales. So we'll see how this Western localization goes. Um, it'll pro- It's probably going to be a pretty large game because, I mean, everything I've seen about it, it's a it's a Nier game. It's weird. Hmm. It has high quality music the graphics center for a mobile game look great uh so we should be getting near reincarnation here in the west pretty soon very nice very nice let's see riot games to record valorant players voice chat when reported for harassment or hate speech yep and uh this is either a you agree to having your voice chat be recorded during game so if there's a report they can listen to it or you don't get in-game voice chat so this would record you know they did this already apparently (laughs) why would you assume they did it already I don't know when I generally assume that if I'm doing voice chat through something like in game that has reporting features that they at least like uh, capture the last two minutes. I know that's what uh, a lot of games do with their chat logs. I don't know. Well, storing a whole bunch of text chat logs is a lot easier and cheaper than storing a whole bunch of voice chat logs. That's true. But yeah, and uh, this is what they said about it. Um, After the data has been made available to the player in violation and is no longer needed for reviews, the data will be deleted, similar to how we currently handle text-based chat reports. If no violation is detected or if no report is filed in a timely manner, the data will be deleted. Hopefully, it'll just be straight-up deleted in such a fashion, but Riot is owned by Tencent. (laughs) Good good luck. China, so... Oh, boy. (laughs) So not only does uh, Valorant have a kernel-based anti-cheat software, which is one of the first things that starts up when you boot up your computer, they are now recording your chat. (laughs) So uh, put on a push to talk, people. It'll save your life. Or use Discord. Uh, I sometimes don't have a full party of five when playing it, so... Push the talk works. That's fair. So Blizzard files. (laughs) Blizzard files a trademark dispute with Fox over a cartoon dog named Diablo. Plenty of lawsuits these last few weeks. I know. What the fuck? Everyone wants their chunk, I guess. So, yes. um, Now. You'd think, all right, so they don't want people to be confused. Uh, they don't want their video game Diablo series confused with this cartoon about a dog named Diablo <laughs> named Diablo. So the cartoon's not even not. called Diablo. The cartoon's called Housebroken. It's just a fucking character oh in the TV God. show what that they're the suing fuck? over. <sighs> what? The Trust fuck? me, Blizzard, this is coming from my heart. If they think Diablo 3 refers to this dog instead, they are doing you a favor. That is a hot pile of garbage game you've released. Oh my god. Dude. Fuck. This is getting ridiculous. What the fuck? It's the the summer of Sue. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, who's going to make that fuck up? What are they... Okay, I'm I'm done. This is Blizzard. What are you doing? Go home. You're drunk. <clears throat> yep, they officially uh, filed a notice of opposition against the show on April 26th because of the name of the dog being Diablo. Um, the TV series is about a bunch of stray and feral animals in a neighborhood, and it follows them and how they interact. It's a it's a cartoon, uh, Fox Animation domination cartoon. So, oh, man. um. 
I don't know how someone's going to get confused with a dog named Diablo in a TV show called Housebroken with Diablo 2's resurrected at Diablo Immortal mobile game. Shit, man. Oh. oh, my God. What the fuck? Okay. So, uh, Fable is, or no, not yet. Um, the Witcher 3 director has left CD Projekt Red. Yep, so Conrad Tomaskiewicz, I think, Tomaskiewicz, um, was cleared by an investigation of workplace bullying, but he still ref- he still resigned, uh, apologizing for all the bad blood he caused. Um, and this is the man <clears throat> who served as director of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and as a second director and the head of production on Cyberbuck 2077. Um so he was the subject of a lengthy internal investigation based on various accusations of bullying from other uh, employees within CDPR. Um, and while the commission formed found him not guilty, he still chose to resign from his job. Probably a good decision considering uh, people obviously did not like him. And uh, if you can get out in that way, I'm sure he was given some sort of like resignation package if yeah. he just left. So, um, He wrote in an email about this. uh, A lot of people are feeling fear, stress and discomfort when working with me. And he apologizes for all the bad blood he has caused. Um, He had planned to change his behavior, but this kind of just forced his hand into leaving the company. So clearly one of the men responsible for making CDPR a shit ton of money has just left CDPR. Yeah. Let's see. Um, and Fable is being developed using the Forza engine. Yeah. Uh, someone found, what was it? A listing for a software engineer uh, for, t- uh, for Turn 10, which is the developers of the Forza series. Um, they will be working with the Forza Tech engine and will be enriching the tool set to open and to an open world action RPG fable. So uh, the Forza games are apparently more than just uh, racing games now. <laughs> At least the engine is. Yeah, and the, the Forza engine's gorgeous. It really is. Great, great uh, looking areas. Though it is also hard to make a racing game look bad. (laughs) I mean, I've seen it done. Fair enough. Um, Fable was originally announced uh, last year. um, And it's going to be for the Xbox Series X and S. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. No PC information or doesn't doesn't say anything, but I mean I think as a general rule, Microsoft oh, yeah. simultaneously right. launching on PC as well. Your titles are supposed to be both PC and console. Yeah, they're Maybe handling I'll... it actually a lot better than some. You mean infinitely better than some? The most um so Spike Chunsoft announces 3D ARPG made in uh made I don't know this headline does not make sense made in abyss binary star falling into darkness. Made in so abyss, or is this like made in maker? abyss? Oh, oh no, no. Made, made, in, made, abyss, made in abyss is a popular star. manga anime. Made in Abyss, and it's getting an action RPG called Made in Abyss, Binary Star Falling into Darkness. Um, It's got the typical Japanese trope of a title that's too long. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, for PC, Switch, and PS4, um, Spike Chunsoft uh, does a whole... um, They do a whole bunch of publishing for as a third party for games in Japan. Um, They did... Cyberpunk 2077 would be the largest one they previously did, but they also did stuff like Crypt of the Necrodancer, um, Wasteland 2, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Um, they do develop a lot of more, I don't know, Weeby style games. Um, 
they're the ones behind the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series, uh, Jump Force, One Punch Man, One Piece games, um, a lot of stuff like that. So they've gotten the rights to Made in Abyss to create this action RPG. Um, this should be launching in 2022. Um, so who knows how this will play? Uh, I guess we'll find out, but it's an action RPG, so it's kind of a few tropes to fall in there. Yeah. Uh, I will be digital and retail storefronts as well. And then Attendo, Attendo, Nintendo has announced um, a game builder, uh, game builder garage for switch. And this looks pretty neat. That didn't look like there's a whole lot of information, uh, but it's, uh, it's pretty much what it sounds like. It's a little game builder, um, not unlike, you know, RPG Maker or something of the like. This one looks, from what I saw, more focused on platformer games and the, um, the like, which makes sense for Nintendo and more, I don't know, Nintendo-esque type games. Um, but I think this is really cool. I think there needs to be more games like this that are games teaching people the basics of making games almost, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, especially something in Nintendo Switch, because this is something that kids can get into at a pretty young age and be able to start making simple stuff early. Um, yeah. And that just starts teaching kids software principles early, which is super cool, I think. So. Yeah, it is pretty neat. I, of course, have There's bias. still going to be a lot of still going to be a lot of tits and ass in there that aren't going to be good for children. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Nintendo. Yeah. custom uh custom super smash brothers maps are a bane of existence <laughs> uh, so ubisoft reveals free tom clancy's the division game with heartland yep so the division heartland will be the first free to play game in the division universe um, and this was one of two ways they announced that they were going to expand the Tom Clancy universe of Division. Um, so this is going to be a completely standalone experience that Red Storm Studio is handling. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, um, the other <laughs> Heartland will be free to play for PC, console and various cloud platforms. Um, it does say that it's targeting a 2021-2022 uh, launch window, so nothing there. There's also going to be a uh, mobile game <laughs> as well coming, so two new ways to play the Division universe. So nice. Um, and they're also confirmed for E3, so we'll probably see more oh. about both of these there. So. Yeah. And uh, Marvel is being sued over Iron Man body armor. Everyone's getting sued. Everyone. Um, the uh, Montreal-based comic book company founders Ben and Raymond Lai are suing uh, Marvel Entertainment because they believe the... Uh, design of Tony Stark's armors in the movies are basically ripoffs of their comic book character uh, Caliban from their Radix series. The fuck is that? What? I gotta look at this. How do you spell that? Uh, here, I had to pull up a different article. I guess comicbook.com like, went down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got to take a look at this then. Yeah, on April 22nd, lawyers for the Montreal comic book company filed a motion in Quebec Superior Court against Marvel Entertainment and Disney for alleged copyright infringement. Um, they say Marvel's Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Iron Man characters have body armor strikingly similar to the clothing they created for their superheroes. Uh, plaintiffs are suing for compensatory damages yet to be disclosed and are asking the court to issue a permanent injunction against Marvel and Disney uh, to put an end to this deliberate and persistent infringement. Um, Wait a minute. Fuck them. Does that really say... Hold on. 
I'm I want to ch- I'm checking on some dates here, and I'm I'm thinking about calling bullshit on them. Iron Man's suit isn't anything new in that's the, what, the Avengers saying. movies. It's pulled from older comics. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at uh, the date they were formed. This this one that's claiming that suit, and um. And now I'm trying to look up Iron Man comics from before that date. And like, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, man. Um, I think if they try, if they try opening that can of worms too hard, then they might open themselves up to a countersuit. You know, so, uh, not Sony, Disney will sue them under the table to where they don't exist anymore. Yeah, because at this point, from what I'm seeing, that character that supposedly the MCU Iron Man is being ripped off of could at that same scope be viewed as being rip, ripping off the actual original Iron Man comics because there's just as just as closely similar you know what i mean um in that image i and and honestly the the more, most similar thing in that image is just the the superhero landing way he's standing or he's sitting there right it's the position is more similar than the actual armor the armor it, it it's not even that fucking close. Like a little no, bit. No, I, I don't think it is at all. Where they're getting it, but like if you look up like 1978 Iron Man, um, like there's just as much difference between 1978 Iron Man and this dude as this dude and MCU oh. Iron Man. So like I said, if they really want to open that, then it's gonna be countersuit time and Disney'll do it. Dude, Disney still sues people for singing happy birthday on TV shows. Uh, so these people really don't. Yeah. Uh, Disney owns the rights to the song. Happy birthday. That's why you never hear it on anything like a TV show or in a movie. That's why you always hear some random ass variation. Like downright Disney's really fucking scummy. They're the reason trademark and copyright laws are so bullshit. Oh, I know. I know. I've, I've heard about what the mouse do. Yeah. So, but that's also a different can of worms so yeah <laughs> yeah the point is like um like i i i get it but like i i i think they ought to just let that be <laughs> honestly they don't have a leg to stand on my opinion because i don't i i've been an iron man fan a long time when the movies came out one of the first things i thought was like yeah they i think they did really well on the iron man suit so um it you know it can't be that far off i don't know um i just uh, don't see this going anywhere pleasant for for them those canadian boys about to get fucked by the <laughs> mouse in florida <laughs> yeah dude there'll be something to pay attention to that's for sure <laughs> local mouse fucks canadian company so, um, moving on to some of our weekly news, we have some more information on Final Fantasy VII Remake, and especially with the Integrate uh, edition that's coming for PS5, they've dropped the final trailer, and I don't know if you watched the final trailer, Doc, but, like, is did you watch it? No, I didn't see that they dropped it. I uh, so was, I, uh, I, I like doing other things this week. I, well, they just it just dropped today, I think, or yesterday or something. Oh. But it's, I watched it, and I'll, my first my knee jerk reaction is like, "Wow!" Uh, the the spoil the amount of spoilers in like the first ten seconds of this trailer for the for the remake, I was like, "What in the fuck, dude?" Uh, like the the trailer opened up with the Arbiter of Fate fight. That's that's how the trailer opened up. Um, and I, I thought, I, I don't know, that was just a little distasteful to me that they, they put so mm-hmm. many. It's only I get that it's been out for a year, but to after a year to put that as much spoiler as they did in that trailer. Uh, only a year. Hasn't Final Fantasy seven been out for like 20? No, I'm, well, I'm talking about they put specific scenes that were new to the remake. Mm, OK, like because the remake ending had a few different changes and i mean they they went as far as making it to where the last like two chapters you can't record on playstation they wanted to keep under wraps under wraps so Mm. much uh, because people weren't expecting the changes that they added and they wanted it to be a surprise and that's fair but to i just thought it was a weird decision to come out of the gate like that anyways 
Um, it does look good. There's um, the, it it looks like it's gonna be pretty good. They they showed Ramu, which was super super cool. Um, he looks pretty traditional to the Final Fantasy VII version. Um, and some new characters that I have mixed feelings about, but it's hard to tell off a trailer. Um, what I am unamused about is, and we already knew this, but um, we knew that it was that Integrate was going to be for PS5 and not PS4. Um, just like we know the next part's going to be PS5 and not PS4, but it did confirm at the end of the trailer that it will be PS5 exclusive for at least six months, meaning it won't be on PC either. And it's just, I, I, if it were under normal circumstances, I get it. You're making deals with PlayStation. You're doing your thing. You do you. But the the fact that we have this PS5 shortage, and that's like well known and established now. Mm. Not only <laughs> is that just fucked up to do, but you're all you're doing is saying, "Well, I don't want money," like. Not a lot of people can get their hands on a PS5, so saying you can only get it on PS5, even if every motherfucker who owns a PS5 buys this game, you're still not going to make as much money as if you sold it on PC, because there's a lot of people who want it who just can't get a PS5. I want a PS5. I can afford it. I take my money. Give it to me. I, I don't have a choice here. You know what I mean? So I, it's just it's frustrating that they're they're not going to put it on PC either, so... Um, I'm not going to get to play the game at launch just because I, you know, I'm not a bot and I'm not willing to pay eBay $1,500 for a PS5. You don't want to pay a 300% markup? So, I, I, like I said, under normal situ- circumstances, fine. I, I would maybe even defend some of the marketing tactics, but not under, like, our subjective circumstances. They're just, it's just not a good idea. I mean, then again, this could also be something that a, a deal that had been made prior to all of these issues yeah. arriving in the market. So that's true. And what I'm hoping is that it's a prelude to them um, making at least PC, uh, bringing it into PC after six months, because they were specific and they said at least but they, they right. They said at least that gives them some wiggle room, but they did mention six months. Um, the. Really hopeful part of me is hoping that they're going to at E3 announce part two will be dropping in six months and that's and it'll, it'll all drop for PS5 and PC. I don't foresee that happening, but that's what I'd like to think. They have confirmed a PS7 Gunblade canon now, though. Which I pointed out <laughs> in the last trailer. What are the new... Um, protagonists or one of the new antagonists seems to have a uh, like a he had a sword that looked like it had a barrel under it and i was i i speculated under uh, over if this was going to be a uh the in the um um the debut of gunblades into the final fantasy 7 universe um okay. and then there's a they actually showed a very intentional uh shot of this guy pulling the sword out of its sheath and it zooms in and you can see that it has a six gun chamber and it's it's definitely it's definitely a gunblade though obviously much different make and model than what we are used to seeing um it's pretty neat Man, I'd be excited for it if I could get a PS5. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> I mean, it seems like my tactic of holding off onto uh, the PC release is working out fine, just well because I can't get a PS5 anyways. Yeah. Um, and then on to some TV and movie updates. Um, one of the ones that I had, um, Spider-Man's Andrew Garfield has claimed that he is not in No Way Home. There's been a lot of speculation over if it's going to bring in the Spider-Verse and pull in all of the old uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Andrew Garfield has claimed that he's not in there. There's still speculation that Tobey Maguire is going to be in it and that now it's just going to be that universe brought in. Personally, I don't. I think if they were going to bring in the Spider-Verse, they'd bring in all three of them, not just Tobey Maguire. Could be wrong. Um, I was never super convinced they were going to pull Spider-Verse into the MCU to begin with. So, 
Maybe maybe he's denying it because Disney told him to so that Tom Holland wouldn't spill the beans again. That's uh, that's actually very possible, too. That's very possible. They might be trying to get ahead of it. <laughs> Tobey Maguire comes out and says, whatever you hear from Tom Holland tomorrow is bullshit. <laughs> oh, and on that note of Marvel stuff, um, if you didn't see it, we did get the Marvel Phase Four trailer reveal, which gave a lot of cool stuff. You should definitely go check it out if you haven't already. Some important name drops and dates: uh, Black Widow is going to be dropping this year, July 9th. So that's going to be coming very soon. Um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be dropping September 3rd. So that's going to be coming up this year as well. And the Eternals dropping November 5th with aforementioned Spider-Man No Way Home dropping on December 17th. So we have a lot coming towards the end of this year. Um, Next year, we'll have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness releasing on March 25th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder will be releasing May 6th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be releasing on July 8th. This is the title that we now have for Black Panther 2. We also have a title for Captain Marvel 2, simply called The Marvels, which will release November 11th. And Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is our only uh, release so far for 2023, which will be February 17th, 2023. And like I said, that that trailer, um, it it was pretty neat. I definitely recommend checking it out if you are a fan of the MCU. Um, And you you had some news in TV movie as well, right, Sasquatch? Uh, Yes. So once again, Netflix is doing weird video game animations, anime, (laughs) stuff like that. Of course. Um, so League of Legends um, is getting its own Netflix animated show uh, called League of Legends Arcane. Um, it was announced to be streaming sometime later this fall. Um, there is a whole 19 second teaser trailer of it. Um, it shows two known characters in League of Legends, uh, Vi and Jinx fighting each other, which it's canon that they hate each other, etc., etc. And then there's a. Uh, a new third character who's mysterious who's skating on walls and a fourth character who's unknown with some lightning powers and a staff weapon so they could be introducing new champions via cartoon (laughs) this fall so and then the last thing on our routine list at least is uh some final fantasy 14 news and there's another let's give thor diabetes campaign uh, this one's not too bad, it looks like. Um, but it's another Butterfingers team up. Um, spend $5 on Butterfingers, and you get a new um, chocolate ball mount for Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, you only have to buy, go buy like five Butterfingers from the store, then you just have to take a picture of the receipt and send it to the email for the campaign, and they'll send you a code a couple days later. So it's not like you're gacha-ing and RNG-ing through a bunch of Butterfingers hoping for a code. It's not nearly as bad as what I had to do for the Final Fantasy VII stuff. So Right. And that, though, is all that we have on our list of updates. What have you been playing this last week, Sasquatch? Um, Apex Legends, Valorant's pre my voice being recorded for the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> um, I've been playing through Neo Replicant a lot. Uh, I uh, forgot to buy one single weapon in the first part of the game. And, and if you do that, you don't get endings uh, uh, C, D, and or E. So I had to go back to an older save and just like speed run my way through it. Nice. <clears throat> so a bunch of shooters, some more Final Fantasy 14, uh, just leveling up other classes and doing crafting, etc. stuff like that. Um... I've installed a few other games getting ready to play for when I'm done with the Nier. I 
bet $362 on the Atelier series, which I'll have to play through on Steam at some point. It's going to be a sore spot of my own idiocy for the next year on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I played some Guilty Gear XR earlier oh. today. Mostly just to set up my keyboard to, to be able to play it correctly. Very nice. That's about it. How about you, Doc? What have you been playing? I played a bunch of Guilty Gear, uh, as usual. Uh played a little bit of Blaz Blue, Central f- Central Fiction. That's another Arc System Works game. It's fantastic, but it's crazy. Uh, I only have Cross Tag Battle. Cross Tag Battle looks cool. Um been playing some near replicant. I don't think I missed any weapons in the first section. But I have no idea. So <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm uh, hoping. That's about it. Haven't played too much else. I haven't been on too much either. I've done my normal stuff, my, you know, RuneScape and Final Fantasy 14, but it's been a pretty busy wrap-up week for me. Today, it was my last day until vacation, though, so I'm on my summer break now, and I'm going to be putting out lots more content in the weeks to come, so stay tuned for that. Stuff. And that's going to do it for us for this week. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe on our various channels listed in the description and or comment section below. And, of course, you can find our main channel at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great rest of your weekend. Good night. Johnny.